And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb, Lion Ministries. We thank you for being part of our program, and we welcome you. Yes, today, we're going to be talking about end times nation divided. As we see the perfect climate for the rise of the Antichrist, chaos, confusion, and corruption as our nation finds itself in the grip of the eye of this political storm. So before we continue, we're going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, uh, these are difficult times and we're seeing so much division in our nation and the world. Lord, we just ask for your peace to be upon us. Uh, Lord, that uh, you'll grant us uh, the big picture so that we may have hope. And I just pray you'll bless all those who are tuned in, Lord, so we may grow in you. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about end times, national division. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hi, brother. Always good to be on talking about the Bible with you. Oh, absolutely. And I want to thank you for your prayers and always looking out for me when there's some storms that might be threatening Florida. Yeah, boy, you've... <laughs> Had a lot of hurricanes this year. I, we've had friends in um, Lake Charles, Louisiana, the Gist family, and they've been hit by two major hurricanes, uh, leveled their property, and then another one came a few weeks later and leveled it again. So these are difficult times, not just politically, but also with the, the end time sign of nature, right? Uh, natural disasters. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point. And here we're finding ourselves again in, in, in this, uh, the eye of the storm politically, as well as also the storms. And a, a lot of these are surprising storms, Nathan, because they, uh, they, some of them come at the end of the season. And again, the Bible talks about in Bible prophecy about freak weather. And uh, we really believe these are signs that we're seeing all around us. But Nathan, for someone who's maybe new to the ministry, will you be able to share with them what we do and also our resources and how they can get a hold of the ministry? Well, absolutely. If you're uh, new to Lamb and Lion Ministries, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that uh, through a number of different venues. Uh, most people know us through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which has been aired all over the world. And it's uh, in its 18th season. There are these podcasts like The Truth Will Set You Free and mainly on our website, too, at uh, ChristinProphecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of articles, uh, newsletters you can sign up for, our social media, video series and teaching series, a YouTube channel with lots of uh, prophetic perspectives, videos as well. Uh, we just want to help you get excited about Jesus' return and grow in your faith. So check out these resources at ChristinProphecy.org. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, I would encourage you to take advantage of those resources. But not only that, but Nathan, the wonderful, uh, Nathan, I'm sorry, the wonderful conference coming up this weekend. Can you share briefly? Yes, well, uh, because, as you know, COVID hit this year, many, many, many things were canceled, including our annual conference and our regional conference. We, Our ministry puts on a big annual conference here in the Dallas area and uh, local regional conferences. We were supposed to have one in Kentucky. Uh, so we've gone online like many ministries have, and uh, we are going to hold our first ever live streaming conference this weekend, November 14th, from 2 to 5 on our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel. If you can't make it during those times, of course, we'll leave the videos up and you can get in there and watch the presentations. Uh, if you have Bible questions, you can put them in the comments and uh, I'll answer them. Uh, we just want to get uh, people again excited about the Lord's return. So we're doing this outreach. You'll see uh, 
Dr. David Reagan, our ministry's founder and director, Colonel Tim Moore, who was his successor, and me as the internet evangelist. Uh, Vic is also an evangelist with the ministry, as well as Patrick Oliver. And so this is a new venue we're trying, uh, online conferences. I hope you can join us. Exciting, exciting times, Nathan. It's amazing how this platform has grown uh, as a, uh, an amazing teaching tool. So we encourage anyone to take part of this. Very exciting. So Nathan, of course, we know that um, our nation right now is in the grip of a storm. I mean, right now is this incredible uh, spiritual tug of war that is happening in our nation. Uh, there's a lot of chaos and confusion and corruption, uh, especially now with this whole election situation. And Nathan, I find that this is just like the perfect climate uh, for the rise of this antichrist that is supposed to come in the future. And I think regardless, we see that many things are headed in that direction. I think the time is going to come when people are going to be so uh, uh, upset that they're going to just uh, welcome in uh, this individual that the Bible prophesied. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The the Antichrist in the Bible is called the man of lawlessness. And so he comes up out of lawlessness. He is a champion of it. And we're seeing Antifa rising up and we're seeing Black Lives Matter trying to tear the country apart. And uh, we're seeing uh, what looks like the Democrats taking uh, much of the government. And if so, uh, this, uh, usually you see a lot of uh, lawlessness under their administrations, especially in the inner cities. So uh, I'm not saying the Antichrist is going to rise out of America, but uh, our culture is deteriorating rapidly, but especially morally. I mean, there's no doubt that we are not the same country morally as our founding fathers wanted. And so we're seeing this downward decline, not just here, but all over the world. And so uh, eventually it will descend into chaos. The rapture of the church will come. God will, uh, Jesus will take his bride, uh, all those who are saved up to heaven, and he'll remove his restraining influence from the church is no longer here. And the world will descend into absolute chaos. And when it descends into chaos and corruption and violence, up will rise this, this ruler who will say that he will bring peace to the world and to the land. And people will clamor for that peace and they'll elevate him to become the new, first ever one world ruler. But as Revelation portrays, he might be coming peacefully, but he'll bring war. And the wars that he will bring will destroy at least a quarter of the world population that is 1.5 billion people in today's numbers in this time period that's coming called the tribulation time period. So uh, when people will be looking for peace and safety, they're only going to get war and destruction. So that's what the Bible prophesies. And uh, we can see the whole world and society heading in that direction. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, again, we want individuals to turn their eyes to Jesus. Right now, with this political unrest, people are so confused. They're forgetting the behind the scenes. There's a lot of spiritual warfare, Satan and his demons, uh, again, pulling uh, down, if you will, uh, our nation. There's so much despair right now. There's, this, there's depression. There's darkness. I see it in people as I'm talking to them about the situation in our country. And again, we find that people need to recognize, you know, the Bible talks about these things. We should not be taken by surprise. We're not wrestling against uh, Trump or Biden or, or Republicans or Democrats, but it's what's behind the scenes. And that wonderful picture is painted for us in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan? Yes, excellent point, Vic. Uh, we are see people in locked in battle but really behind that is the forces of good versus the forces of evil and ephesians 6 reveals that verse 10 says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, uh, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. You know, uh, this is this is an eye-opening passage, Nathan. Right now, there's so much division. We even have families divided against families due to this whole election, Christians and churches. And somehow, it's almost like we're losing sight of what's really going on. Yes, they shouldn't hold elections before Thanksgiving because, uh, <laughs> all the, you know, the families get together. And, uh, a lot of family members are alienating other family members based on political position. The country is almost evenly divided 50-50 uh, ideologically. And uh, so, yeah, we're seeing, a, but it's not just here. We're hearing, as the Bible prophesied, wars and rumors of wars. And, and it's all a spiritual battle. Again, Satan is the ruler of this world temporarily until Jesus Christ comes to take up his kingdom at the second coming. So he's continually working to get the world to give him that one thing that Satan has always wanted. And that is all of mankind to turn against God and to worship him. And those that don't, he wants dead. And you read about that in this tribulation time period when his Antichrist, whom the Satan possesses, rules the world. He's, he's murdering those who will come to Christ at that time and the Jewish people. Uh, that's the war and that's the goal of Satan. And right now he's using wiles and schemes and politics and division and all that to try to work his way towards getting to that one world ruler power where Satan rules through this Antichrist power, as the Bible prophesies. And we're, we're in that painful position now. We're in that, that era leading up to this tribulation time period. So, yes, it's going to get worse. It's going to get painful even more and more so. Certainly parts of the world are really suffering, especially I think of our brothers and Christians in China who are suffering relentlessly under Xi Jinping. Uh, but um, that's all prophesied. It's going to happen until Christ comes. So this is the advice of Paul here to put on that full armor of God because we're in the middle of a battle and it might look like it's it's politics or, or religions against each other, but it's really spiritual forces behind the scenes working the situation. You know, Nathan, and, and thank you so much for sharing that. That is so important. I mean, I, again, I, I try to tell people, listen, there is no perfect party. There's no perfect people. We need to recognize the man is sinful. We're flawed. Uh, we're fallen. And the only perfect one is God and Jesus Christ. And, and we need to recognize that, especially now in what's happening in our country. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of arrogance on both sides uh, of these parties. Uh, and, in, and like you mentioned, Nathan, it's not just America. It's around the world. We see these these presidential power struggles and people trying to, uh, again, uh, control situations. And it reminds me of what Proverbs says, Nathan. Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19 reminds us of the things that God hates. And, and I think we need to be pay close attention to that. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19? Ooh, fantastic section, because it shows that there are certain sins the Lord hates more than other sins. You'll hear people say, oh, every sin's equal in God's eyes. Uh, not according to the Bible. So here, let's read Proverbs 6, 16. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. I don't know about you, Vic, but that was like we were just watching MSNBC and CNN right now. 
<laughs> Nathan, and isn't that, but yeah, it's amazing how the scriptures speak about these things and people are like taken by surprise when they see this. And that's why we need to turn our attention to scriptures to recognize God is in control. He sees everything, right, Nathan? Oh, absolutely. And I love that they use the word abomination. And this is defined, I got uh, dictionary.com here, anything greatly disliked or abhorred, intense aversion or loathing detestation involving a vile, shameful, or detestable action, condition, or habit. So these aren't minor things. These are major things. These are things that are, are horrifically offensive to God. And if they're horrifically offensive to God, they should be horrifically offensive to Christians, followers of Christ as well. And brother, this these seven abominations seem to define our time period, don't they? Absolutely, Nathan. That is absolutely. And it's just for me, it's just the things that stand out. And this is why we need wisdom. Again, recognizing the enemy is at work. Uh, he is the one behind all this devising these wicked plans. The, uh, the ultimately, the ultimate struggle here is against Christianity and the word of God, right, Nathan? And, and sure, sure enough, it always comes down to that, trying to uh, uh, keep God out of our country, trying to keep prayer out of, our, out of our country. And we need to recognize that this division, this discord, it, it's spiritual, it's demonic. Right. And, and that's the whole purpose, isn't it? It's to so minimize Christianity to eventually get rid of it so that there is no moral foundation. Satan is trying to totally and utterly uh, turn mankind against our creator. And uh, he's achieved it quite well. A majority of people throughout all history have turned his side. They've yearned for uh, for evil, uh, Romans tells us. They want, they choose to believe the lie. And that's really sad. So it's a difficult time, man. And it's a time of great persecution for Christians. I, I think of our Christ our nation, the first nation in the world ever founded on Christianity, on, on faith. I mean, the United States is unique amongst all other countries. Certainly, Christianity was strong in many European countries and before the Islamic invasion in the Middle East. But uh, as America is the sad realization, and not just because of this election, this has been a long time coming, is that America is now a post-Christian nation. Christianity doesn't define us anymore. We are like any other pagan nation. And uh, the Christianity is fading and Israel is rising. And that's another prophecy in the Bible that in the end times, the world's focus would be on Israel, not the church. So mm. it's been prophesied to happen. It's terrible. It's sad to see it happen. But nevertheless, it was always meant to happen. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, one of the, you know, we've been given weapons to be able to fight uh, against what's happening in this country. Prayer is our main weapon. I'm so glad to see that there's so many uh, calling others out to pray. I was uh, watching uh, Kirk Cameron today, of course, the Left Behind movie, saying he was, he did a great job just basically putting it out there, uh, uh, asking people to join him to pray for our nation. And I believe that that's how we can fight against this spiritual tug of war is through prayer. As we pray, we, we pull together uh, for, for God's truth, for righteousness, for fairness uh, regarding all of what's going on, because we know that behind a lot of this is, is, is the flesh, the, the attacks of, uh, uh, of, um, of the flesh, uh, of Satan using the flesh for us to be divided. And, you know, this is nothing new. First John chapter two, verses 15 through 17 I mean, make it so clear, really, what's going on. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17? Oh, absolutely. This is a great exhortation here. 
It reads, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Ooh. That's a, this is not a wonderful passage, Nathan. It seems like everything around us is, is wanting for us to focus on this world, on the material rather than the eternal. And yet the Bible is clear. This earth, all these things are going to pass away, right, Nathan? And really what lasts is heaven. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, Satan wants us to take our eyes off of God and put it on ourselves. And he fills that in with temporary lusts that end up entrapping us and turning us into slaves of sin. And so praise the Lord that the Holy Spirit taps on our shoulders, so to speak, and uh, gives us a chance to look up and, and see something better. S horrific. I mean, so much better because everything else is horrific. It's horrible. It, it's an abomination, as God said. The true life that we are meant to live is with Jesus Christ. And we can only get that by surrendering our lives to Jesus in faith and accepting him as the son of God and our savior and repenting of our sins. So. That, you don't see that in Satan's playbook. In Satan's playbook, it's to eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Because in the end, Satan knows that's where he's going. He's going to the lake of fire forever, and he's trying to take as many people as he can with it. It's a dead end following the lusts of this world. They only lead to eternal destruction. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, we see a number of you following us on social media and the like. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free uh, ministry. Uh, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about end times national nation divided. Uh, we're in the grips of a spiritual battle right now. We're in need of your prayers. We need you to pray for our country, our president uh, and for truth. That will continue to be revealed. Nathan, uh, I mean, after all, you and I, as Christians, also as believers, we have been called to be these uh, preservative agents. We're called to make a difference. Where we see division, we're called to bring unity. And that's exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 5, verses 13 through 15. Nathan, would you, would you be able to take us there so we can talk about this? Ooh, excellent passage. I was just thinking about this. And here you said it. Verse 13 reads, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Mm, Nathan, that is a beautiful passage. You know, it reminds me as believers, we're called to make a difference. I, I see lately here in America just so much division and so much argument regarding different parties but i don't see many people doing something about it <laughs> and, I, and I, often, I oftentimes say hey if you if you have issue with politics get involved uh, i love what tim moore is doing he's involved in, in in that and making a difference and so many others and i think that's what we should do is be salt and be light be a preservative agent but get involved absolutely i i'm a strong believer that christians need to be involved in the political realm we're not called to, to hide i i, I I bristle every time we get people who call in or write in the ministry all mad. You know, how dare you do a Christ in Prophecy episode on politics? Christians should have nothing to do with politics. I'm like, what? Where in the Bible does it say that? No, rather, we're supposed to be salt and light. Now, I don't. we can't change the world with politics. We can slow down the, the course of evil with politics. Really, what, what changes the world is when people come to know Jesus as their Savior. It's amazing. People can be so trapped in the beliefs of this world. I think abortion is a good thing and 
euthanasia and and open sex and all this stuff until they get saved. And then their mind is renewed by the Holy Spirit. And then they realize that all these things are abominations to God and evil. It changes the way they vote and think and interact with other people. And so it's very important, as Jesus said, Jesus here, this is red letters, folks, that we are to be salt in the earth. In other words, we're to, to make it salty for the Lord and we're to show the light of Jesus Christ to the world through our, our living. And that's how we do it primarily. You can do it by voting in part, but if you're hiding from the world, you're not letting your light shine to the world, the light of love that Jesus Christ has that brings people to Jesus and breaks down those barriers. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, what a wonderful point. I believe uh, we can make a difference. We should not despair. We should not give up. Uh, as Christians, we have our rights. Even right now, what, what's happening in the election, there's there's a process, there's, there's audits, there's voting, and, and we need to do all that is right and what is fair. Uh, to bring about truth uh, uh, for things, and and we need to get involved. And I always say, Nathan, I've been I've been in this country now, oh gosh, almost forty almost forty years, and I immigrated from the Dominican Republic, and I wasn't a citizen, so I wanted to make a difference. And one of the things that I realized was, Vic, if you want to make a difference, you need to become a citizen so that you can vote and so you can have a voice. And that's the way that we start to change things, but not just debating and arguing and uh, causing ruckuses. <laughs> well, as we're in the end times, we might have small revivals. We might continue to hold back evil. But brother, it, it's like a dam. I feel like as Christians, we're holding our fingers in a dam that the water behind it continues to rise and rise. There's just only going to be so long that we can hold evil back before it bursts over that dam and destroys everything. And, and that's yes. the way America's going, and that's the way the world's going. We read about it in Revelation. You and I have taught through Revelation. We even wrote a book on Revelation, uh, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. So folks can find that on Amazon and all. And uh, it shows that eventually that dam's going to break and the world is going to be in utter chaos. And they're going to turn to a one world ruler to, to grant them. You know, they want government to fix all the problems, but it will only make it worse. So that dam is about to burst. But I think what really creates the dam bursting is the rapture of the church. When we're not here, there anymore to keep our fingers in the dike, then it's going to break. And it's all hell will yeah. Absolutely. Nathan, that's a very good point. And, and I really believe that that pressure that we're sensing right now, this spiritual tug of war, is because we're getting nearer and nearer to the return of the Lord. And certain things we can definitely hold back in prayer. But the reality is Bible prophecy is being fulfilled and we and will be fulfilled. And it's right before our eyes. And we just need to be ready. Right, Nathan? We do. Uh, and, and I think of all the times that we've had elections, at least in my almost 50 years now, hard to believe that you can actually feel the spiritual battle. It, yes. there is, there's a hunger on one side, a craving to tear everything about God down and to institute a, a government control over everything. And of course, who's the head of the government? Satan. And so that's the kind of this feel you get, this urge, this, this rabid appetite to destroy all that's good and good trying so hard to to keep it back through politics and witnessing and good acts and things like that. But we're losing ground day after day after day after day. And the evil is growing and the Christianity is on the decline, it appears. And again, prophesied, but it's hard to watch. Again, we're all feeling it. Yeah, and Nathan, and I really uh, believe that, <clears throat> you know, it, it's really opportunities 
for people to come to Jesus. You made a very good point earlier. None of this will make any sense if people don't know Christ. I mean, it really doesn't. Uh, that's why we find so many division and so much debate and people arguing to their blue in the face. But if they don't have the Holy Spirit for God to be able to open their understanding to see what's really going on, the enemies already got them. So people need to open their hearts, receive the Lord, be transformed, and then they can understand really what you and I are talking about. But until then, right, Nathan, they're just continuing in darkness. You make an excellent point. You're right. I mean, it, doesn't it feel like uh, that we're like, hey, you know, this is evil. This is good. This is what the Bible says. And people look at us like we're nuts and they argue with us, like you said, to the blue in the face. And you're like, but how can they not see that? And the reason they can't see that is because they're fallen. They saw the, the human mindset. The Holy Spirit is in there to open up the Bible and, and learn what's good and evil. And so they act on what they think is good, but really what they're championing is evil. And uh, you're right. Until, until Jesus Christ uh, is the Lord of their lives, we're, we're going to continue to see this battle. That's why I love uh, when we get into the millennial kingdom and talk about when Jesus returns, defeats evil, sets up his kingdom. And for a thousand years, there's peace and righteousness and justice. It's a, almost a utopian time period. And brother, sometimes when I get so down on this world and this our citizenship here in this nation, I got to remember that we're, as Christians, citizens of the nation to come, the, the kingdom of Christ, which has come in this world. That's our true citizenship. This is only temporary. And when we put our, our focus on the eternal, then everything in life makes sense. And we can live with hope knowing that that better kingdom is just around the corner. Ooh, that's fantastic. And Nathan, you said it just around the corner. And we believe that because once the rapture takes place, the tribulation will be for seven years and then comes the millennium. So we can literally be around the corner from that. <laughs> and that is the hope that we want to offer to you. Listen, if you don't know Christ, we're going to give you an opportunity right now to turn to Jesus and to be able to be part of what Nathan and I are talking about in this wonderful millennium uh, kingdom that is coming. But it's only given to those who have trusted in Christ. Nate, will you be able to share with that person on the other side my baby, that maybe has not started that relationship with Jesus, how they can enter into that right now. Well, we all got to begin admitting that we are sinful. We are sinners. We are rebels against God and that we cannot have a right relationship with the Father because of our fallen nature. Our sin separates us from God. That's why God sent his own son, perfect Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. He took the punishment on our behalf on the cross. And when we turn to him in faith and accept Jesus as the Son of God and our Savior, repent of our sins, Jesus will in turn forgive us our sins. That right relationship will be restored before the Father, and then we can be in heaven forever with God because we are forgiven and cleansed and pure before the Father. And if you believe that, then reach out to Jesus in faith and pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Your sins will be forgiven. You'll inherit a new life, and you'll live with God forever in his home forever in heaven. Ooh, praise the Lord, Nathan. Thank you so much for sharing the wonderful invitation. Listen, if you trusted in Christ right now with evangelist Nathan Jones, hey, let us know. 305-992-9537. We would love to send you a Bible and rejoice with you. We also love to send you one of our books and we'll sign it just to encourage you to continue to grow in the things of the Lord. There's a celebration in heaven for you right now that have repented and turned to Christ and the Lord has set you free. And Nathan, now we can continue to be salt and light and make a difference in this in this world. 
Amen, brother. We're, we're still acting on the Great Commission Acts 1-8. We can't back down from it. It's our calling. And we do that. We hold the line. We keep our finger in the dikes until Jesus calls us home. Praise the Lord. Amen. And again, for those of you that have been part of our program, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we thank you for being part of our program today. And of course, like always, I want to thank you, Nathan Jones, for being part of the program and opening up the scriptures to us. Always great to have you on. Always good to be on, brother. 